0: I would go out of my way to attack you. If I were lying for time, I would slip out the middle the ocean and eat you. It's gonna be the best fucking tuna you have ever fucking had. Your bird tuna! Well, damn! Oh man, you know something guys, Um, first of all, this is Tuna of the Yardbird Tuna Show, as you may have uh, heard in my intro. You know, um, dude, I had to take a long break from podcasting because I was getting a little burnt out. Um, I started with this show and it led into doing another show about addiction called One Podcast at a Time. And uh, that was a lot of fun. It, it had its, it had its problems, but for the most part, it was a it was a good show, and I think it had a great content. And then from that show, uh, I eventually, you know, started doing a third show, which was called The American Divide. And that the premise of that show was, um, it was a political show, and there was me, my buddy brother Ben, who you may have heard on this show and then, uh, a friend of mine, this, this girl, Taylor, and we all had very different political views, and, uh, the moral of the story is, is we weren't supposed to be debating, we were supposed to be having civil discussions about modern topics and problems, and right off the bat, that show didn't last very long, because, uh, I, I honestly got burnt out, you know, like, uh, I thought I could I thought I could just hang in there and not let the political turmoil of our country affect me emotionally or you know, whatever and, and, and it did. It honestly was getting very obsessive and I was starting to, you know, get angry and bitter and resentful. And I had to take a step back and, and say, you know, how do I wanna live like this? You know, so um so I, I actually quit That show first, Uh, I believe my my friend Taylor, I I gave her all of the rights to the show and just told her, run with it. If you find other guests, you know, hosts and, uh, you know, you want to do your own thing with the show, I'll give you all the content that we already had pre-recorded, you can have it. Um, And then, you know, so so that show ended and then shortly after the other show, uh, I kind of called it quits on that one too. Uh, as much as I loved talking to uh, recovering addicts or people dealing with any addiction of any kind or eating disorders, you know, it was a good show. It was a really good show, and, and I kind of missed doing it, but um, I was having a hard time with some of the other hosts, and uh, you know, I, I can't even be mad at them because they just, as we discussed uh, behind the scenes, is podcasting is tough, man. Anybody that comes down here and talks to me and thinks that, like, this is easy. Oh, my God, we just come down here and sit and talk on microphones. There is so much pre-production and then afterwards post-production that needs to be done behind the scenes that people fail to realize. I mean, I have a lot of money and equipment sitting in this room, and, and everybody thinks that it's just that easy. Just go buy a microphone, some headphones... Buy an interface, buy a laptop, boom, load it up on the internet and you're good to go. And that's not the case at all. You know, it's um, just the content alone, I think, is, is so vital. You know, like if I was to suggest to anybody that was starting a podcast and decided, you know what, I want to go out and I want to be a podcaster. I want to start recording my own content and I want to give it a shot. I would say the first thing that you definitely need to make sure of... And it's funny because I read this and I did not take this advice at all, is that you should have a pre-thought out how your first, I would say maybe five or six episodes are going to go. Figure out how often you want to let them out. Everybody thinks, you know, uh, like uh, maybe because of the content we were dealing with. We were interviewing recovering addicts on that particular show. The other one about politics was a little more involved and and my co-hosts were great, they definitely did their homework, they prepared, they wrote up scripts for themselves. Awesome people, and I would love to work with them again, and I've told them that. You know, I, I, I sincerely mean that. You know, come come here as if we might make money doing this. And if that's the case, if you come down here and you work as hard as I'm willing to work, then we probably will make money from this. You know, there's the, the possibility is that here... People are doing it. How are they doing it? They just show up and they work their rear end off and they give it all they got. And that's that's just the whole kit and caboodle. So uh, anyway, I got sidetracked like I always do. Um, so I did these other two shows. In the meantime, I kind of stopped doing this show. This show was so chaotic. Uh, it was my first show. It was a huge learn learning curve. Uh, I was very kind of offensive i cursed a lot i you know just was off the wall didn't really have any direction of where the content was going or where it was coming from i was interviewing interesting people and then a couple days later i was trying to tell like dumb jokes and like offensive content and then a week later i'm trying to have this heart to heart and like (sighs) you know i think that I think the most important thing about what I did with this first show, which I'm going to continue doing, you know, that this is me relighting the match of the uh, first show that I ever did, Yardbird Tuna, which I'm now calling a a Yardbird, <laughs> excuse me, a Yardbird called Tuna. Because I don't think people understand where the name comes from. The name, and I've, I've said this to lots of people, as a yardbird was a shipyard worker. I'm a very blue-collar guy. I grew up as a mechanic, and a welder, and a fabricator. Uh, I drove a tow truck. I drove trucks for a little while. Um, I've done a little bit of plumbing work, a little bit. I'm not going to say that I'm a plumber, but I could fix some pipes in my house. I, I wouldn't recommend hiring me out. But um, anyway, so I'm a yard bird, and my nickname was Tuna, and this is my show. And what is the show going to be about? What is the show? That is the great question that has always been. I think I'm going to still continue to interview interesting people that I like. Uh, I've decided that I'm going to clean up my content. Um, I'm going to try real hard not to curse so much. And there's two reasons why that is. Is One, I think it makes it more marketable. You know, that I can say that, you know, kids under 18 can actually listen to my content and, and not be completely... Uh, disgusted or corrupted in some kind of crazy way and then also the thing is is I have young children now and my children are two years old and eight month eight months old yeah so my two-year-old my little girl who I love to death is almost at that phase where she's going to start parroting everything that me and my wife say and I just don't As crazy as I am, my little girl is an innocent child and I don't want her, um, illustrating the crazy behaviors that I have. So I've been working a lot on, on my personal self, you know, in my, um, 12 step fellowship that I belong to, you know, I've, I've dived back into my step work and I'm working really hard to try and, um, you know, clean up some of my bad behaviors because, you just can't walk around for the rest of your life acting like a caveman, you know? So, um, anyway, I took a break from podcasting. Uh, I quit the other two shows. I basically offered my co-host the rights to both shows and just said, go do it by yourself because I, I don't I don't want to do it no more. And um, meanwhile, I kind of like started doing like this Instagram... YouTube channel thing which I'm like struggling to get it off the ground but like I love cars and Jeeps and trucks and motorcycles and I don't know man I like anything that's got a little nasty motor on it that you hot rodded, and and I love talking to people about these things you know why did you do that what made you you know put a little Mm, excuse me oh my god how unprofessional am i i'm over here burping on the microphone ah excuse me anyway so i'm just curious as to like why do people modify or hot rod their vehicles so that's another project that i'm working on but um but here i am i'm back here on the microphone and um i guess i'm just giving you guys like a like an update where have i been and um You know, that leads me into the topic of what I wanted to discuss today is like, I have this question in my brain, you know, I bought all this equipment, I have all this stuff for recording, you know, visual, I have audio recording equipment, and it's always pointed at me, and I just keep thinking, am I like a narcissist you know, am I like a severe narcissist that I believe you need to listen to me? There's some vital information that I have to give to you that you don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's silly to me, you know? Like I have this internal struggle in my head all the time. You know, like like why are you doing this? What makes you what makes you relevant? Which is a big problem on the internet today. Everybody thinks they're relevant why are you relevant is it okay to just turn all this crap off and just go live go build some cool cars in your garage you don't have to record it you can just be a guy that builds cool cars and just you know romps around the neighborhood and lights up the tires every now and then you can be that there's nothing wrong with that lots of people do it but what's wrong with me that i feel the need to record and show off what I'm doing here? Why am I... Why am I constantly trying to... Uh, prove something? I don't I don't know. I must be a narcissist. You know? So, um... I don't know, man. So, like, maybe... Uh, you know, like, if somebody actually listens to this... Because I haven't put an episode out in a gazillion years... If I got some listeners out there still... And you hear this and you're... You know entertained by this little discussion today why don't you do me a favor and and send me uh you know put a comment or or maybe a message on instagram or facebook or whatever and tell me what you think about the the idea that i need to do this i feel i feel i'm impulsed like 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 i feel like this is something i have to do you know am i special am i special person am i like meant to be something greater You know? I mean, the irony is, is I I sit here and I want to tell stories and the moment I start telling my stories, it's like hysterical because they're not as crazy as I originally thought they were. Like, I think my life is crazy. I, I climb on these giant cranes in the sky in the middle of a city. I climb up them and I walk out on the tip and then I make sure these things are safe. That's my current job. Prior to this, I built ships that were a thousand foot long. They were like massive, massive floating objects in the middle of the ocean. Well, I helped build them and I helped commission them and put them into use so that people can ship, you know, goods and oil and products and stuff across the the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. Like, that's amazing. It's amazing the, the careers that I've had. I've served in the military. I deployed to Kosovo and saw foreign countries. I've seen some pretty bad things. I've seen some good things. You know, um, I'm a recovering addict and I've, I've done crazy things as that. Which all of these things, when I say them, they seem normal to me. And that's why I'm always like curious. Am I a narcissist? Maybe I'm not as special as I think I am. Just Just do your work and shut up. You know, like I always hear the voice of my father in my head just telling me, Dude, you're not that important. You know, shut up, go to work, pay your bills. You're not that important. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, um, I think I am. I think I'm, you know, like, so this is, this is maybe where the part where I actually explain that maybe this is my narcissism. I'm going to admit something that, uh, you know, I don't like to admit because it sounds kind of mean, but, but realistically, I think, and I'm not trying to be an a-hole here, I think I am smarter than the average person that I interact with on a daily basis. You know, I have some friends, I, I definitely have some friends that are smarter than me. I don't think I'm the smartest guy on the planet, but I think for the most part, the average person that I interact with, I'm on a different wavelength than them, you know? I do things that the average person doesn't do. I pay my bills off and I have almost no debt other than the mortgages and the student loans. And the student loans, I'm pretty iffy about paying them off, although I could because it seems like everybody's pushing to get these things wiped out, so I don't want to be the one dummy that coughed up 60 grand and then two years later it's, it's erased. You know, that's, that's a dumb investment. That's a stupid way to spend your money. Most people don't do stuff like this. Most people ring up their credit cards. They go and refinance a car every year or two years. They're completely in debt, you know. Most people don't buy rental properties. Most people don't do anything other than their 40 hours a week and then go home and live in their little house and watch football. And that's just it, man. And I don't do that. I'm always looking for an adventure. Therefore, yes. Yes, I think that I'm unique and special. <laughs> oh man. See, that sounds like narcissism to me. You know, and I'm trying not to be I'm not trying to judge people. I'm not I'm not trying to say that like you have a crappy life cuz you do your regular job and you go home and you... It sounds very boring to me. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, dude, I love my job because I'm scared to death when I climb up these cranes. People ask me, are you scared? Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, of course I'm scared. Who who climbs 300, 400, 500, 600, 1500 feet into the sky? Yes, I've climbed... The biggest crane I've climbed so far was 1,650 feet into the air. 1,650 feet. For anybody that doesn't understand, that's five and a half football fields into the sky. I think that math is correct. I'll have to check that later. If I'm wrong, blow me up on Facebook and call me a liar, whatever. But I'm pretty certain that that is five and a half football fields in the sky. And I'm terrified. The moral of the story is, is I'm afraid, but it's it's the adrenaline rush that I get from it. You know, like, something could go wrong. This could be my last day. I'm, I'm scared, you know? Yes, I'm scared, but I gotta do it. I've always been an adventurous person. This is what I gotta do, you know? I gotta take risks. I gotta take my money, save it up. And buy another rental property. Because I don't want to die with a little bit of money. And it's, it's, you know, like, I want to retire early. And I think that the, I figured out at some point in my life, the only way to do that is, one, work your rear end off. Two, pay off all your debts so you can actually save your money. Three, figure out how to invest it. Four, I don't know what I mean, pay off the mortgages so you don't have no debt. And then once that is there, man, then I could go work at pff, a convenience store, just selling people cigarettes or bread or whatever. And, you know, it wouldn't matter. I, I could own the whole neighborhood. It wouldn't matter. You know, there's a, a neighborhood down the street. It's a, it's a rough neighborhood called Chester. And uh, I once heard that there was this man, there's this little black gentleman that owned basically the whole neighborhood. And he owned a little deli that he operated from. He worked in the back, he had a girl that would work the deli and, and take care of everybody's orders, sell them their food and whatever junk they wanted, and he had his little office in the back with a couple little books of every property he owned, and he was a multi-millionaire. Nobody even knew it. Nobody even knew that this crappy little deli, the guy that owned this crappy little deli was a multi-millionaire. He's a genius. He's an absolute genius, you know? I want to be that guy. I want to sit in a small deli and watch TV. <laughs> That's not really what I would do. I really want to, I want to own like a bait and tackle shop on the, on the edge of, uh, the river. Like the, I live along the Delaware river. I want to own a little bait and tackle shop and sit in there with my feet kicked up and sell people minnows and bloodworms and be like, Pfft. yeah, man, what'd you catch? That's awesome. You know? Yeah. It sounds like a good living to me, you know, or car parts open up a, uh, you know, like a hot rod, uh, store selling like, uh, performance automotive parts. That'd be kind of cool. That would definitely be cool, you know? Low-key, get to talk about cool cars all day long. That sounds like a good retirement strategy to me. So, uh, anyway, so I'm, dude, I'm just trying to make moves because I spent the better part of my adult life... Just completely being chaotic, destroying my credit, destroying uh, my relationships with my family, and and now I'm in like overdrive because I just made so many errors that now I'm I'm am I'm, I'm trying to move twice as fast because from 20 to 30 years old I just made some such a mess. So now from 30 to 40 I just hit the ground running, man. You know, and um. I don't know, man. I think I'm special. (laughs) I think I'm a narcissist. I think I think I'm smarter than the rest of you. I think, um, maybe even you, maybe even you, if you're listening to this, anybody out there, I'm probably smarter than you. Okay. I mean, look what I'm doing here. I bought all this equipment. I set it all up. I'm like a genius. You should listen to me all the time. I'll tell you what to do next. Because I'm so smart. I'm so smart I'm an idiot. That's what my dad would say. Don't be an idiot, you moron. (sighs) You know what it is? I just enjoy a good conversation. I need to talk. I think I do this because I really just need to talk. I need to let my thoughts out. There is a part of me that thinks... That maybe if, if something does happen to me someday, I do do dangerous work. Part of me does have this idea that, well, at least my kids could go back and find this content and listen to it. They can hear my voice. They can hear the way I talk and interact, you know. Maybe that doesn't sound so narcissistic now, you know. I don't know. I just, I feel compelled to do this. I love podcasting. I want to keep podcasting. I would love to find a way to get enough followers to actually get some advertisements on this show or whatever. Find a way to earn some money doing this. But for right now, I'm just going to keep on talking on this thing. And uh, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to put another episode out. Hopefully soon. I have friends that I would love for them to come down here and talk to me. We'll see, man. We'll see what happens. I'm not putting the pressure on myself no more to keep a schedule and to lock things down. I don't have time for that. I have small children. I have a wife. We have things going on in our lives that we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to buy a business for my wife. I'm trying to buy more rental properties. I don't know where my career is going. I got things on the move. I will check in from time to time and drop some episodes So I'm asking you, my audience, my small, humble audience, that is not as smart as me, (laughs) to stay tuned. Stay tuned, man. Tuna is not done. I'm still here. I'm still talking. Like I always do. Anybody that used to work with me would constantly tell you, that guy never shuts up. Well... Lucky for you, that is that is a true statement. I will not shut up. I'm gonna keep on talking. So, um, I don't know. I'm gonna keep them short and sweet, you know? It's been uh it's been about 20-something minutes. I think I'm a narcissist. I think you need to listen to me. You need to share this content with your friends and tell them, oh my god, dude, this guy's a genius. Listen to him. He's so much smarter than the rest of us. <laughs> Anyway, guys, uh, it's great to be back on the microphone. I really enjoy this. If there are friends or family or anybody out there listening, I love you. I hope you're doing well. Hang in there. Uh, I did hear that some of my old shipyard friends might be listening to the show. And I would just like to tell you guys that uh, if I've joked in the past or said anything uh, in bad fashion about you... I do apologize, I I do joke around, Um, sometimes I'm a little harsh or resentful, but uh, truthfully I love the guys that I used to work with. And uh, I hope everybody's doing alright, so um, stay tuned guys.